Today, the closing arguments begin in the case against Derek Chauvin, the longtime Minneapolis police officer who murdered George Floyd. I want to unpack and explain what I think happened in the trial, uh, say what I think is going to happen here in the closing arguments. And then I'm going to go ahead and take a risk and tell you what I honestly, sincerely believe will happen with the jury. It can only be a guess. I don't know the people there. I have talked to many people who've been in the courtroom, who've tried to observe the jury, uh, but you can only do that so much. So I want to unpack and explain it. I'm hopeful. All right? This is Sean King, and you're listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. I've tried to fix it the best I can, but forgive me if you all hear any construction noise going on in the background. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on outside of our house. But, <laughs> yes, I don't know if you... I don't, as soon as I said it, the noise cranked up. So I, didn't, I didn't know if you could hear that or not, but... You know, I feel like a fool in some ways because I have walked hundreds of families through what the family of George Floyd is going through right now. And having walked through that over and over and over again, almost every single time I walked a family through this, I was hopeful. I I say that to give you a dose of realism. (laughs) You know, of nearly eight years now of walking families through the process of trying to hold somebody accountable for what police did to their loved one, I have grown to understand how impossibly difficult it is to get a conviction in these cases. There are a number of things working against us in that regard. Chief among them is really the fact that most prosecutors love police and refuse to actually take the case as seriously as they need to, and that's at the root of it. And that's also at the root of why we started Real Justice, to elect new prosecutors and district attorneys all over the country who actually care deeply about the the rights of people and care deeply about the abuses of police. In this case, this is not the local DA's office trying the case, but the attorney general's office, Keith Ellison's office, He is a man who cares deeply for the family of George Floyd, who cares deeply about the issue of police violence. And so at the root of it, the prosecution of Derek Chauvin at the root of it was an attorney, is an attorney general who cares deeply about all of this. And to me, it's shown throughout the entire trial. You've heard me say this before, but I feel like the prosecutors have been masterful. I say this as someone, you know, normally prosecutors in this country are doing great damage. They are often the primary leaders and the primary people advancing mass incarceration. Generally speaking, prosecutors know how to prosecute the hell out of people. And then all of a sudden they lose all of their skills when it comes to prosecuting police. Yes, there are policies that make it difficult. There are laws that make it more difficult. But when prosecutors care, they can 
they can masterfully try a case against a violent police officer. And that's, that's what Keith Ellison's office has done here in this case. Trying to be objective. I, I, I mean, of course, I have a great disdain for Derek Chauvin. I don't, you know, I, I see people all the time say, who would, who, would, who would defend such a person? And in the legal community, the, the justice community, we, we reject that idea. Every person, even those that we deem to be evil, deserves a competent defense. Because the truth is, and I need you to understand this, most people who are defending themselves are not going to be police officers. They're going to be black and brown people. Generally, somehow connected to the fake war on drugs, which is really just a war on people. And we can't say who defends quote-unquote bad people. It's short-sighted because the, the people normally deemed bad people in this system aren't police, but everyday black and brown people who make up the majority of incarcerated people in most cities and most counties and in many states across the country. And so I'm okay with Derek Chauvin have a, having a competent defense, but they've been, I mean, I've said on here many times that I thought they've been horrible. They've been really bad. And at the root of it, I just think is Derek Chauvin gave them, excuse my language, parents and families and teachers, they gave them a really shitty case. I mean, it, it, Derek Chauvin is hard to defend, really hard to defend, not just because the entire thing is on film, which I think is the primary factor, but because it was so awful and so egregious and on film that it's really difficult to defend in or out of the courtroom. That's why we saw this past week. Pat Robertson, the longtime conservative pseudo-white supremacist, basically, not basically, literally saying Derek Chauvin, quote, should be thrown under the jail. And he went in hard. And um, it's because it's awful. And, you know, Pat Robertson said in, in that video that, you know, he felt like Pat Robertson, first, I want you to understand, was not defending George Floyd. He was defending Derek Chauvin. And, I mean, he was defending police, rather. And what he was saying is that Derek Chauvin has done horrible damage to police and their reputations, and it's just true. But he didn't say this because he cared about George Floyd as much as he cared about the reputation of police. Just want to give that some framing. And, but it gives you an idea of how hard it must be to defend Derek Chauvin. And, you know, I've had to say... I did an interview with uh, with Jeezy uh, just this past week. He has a new television show coming out. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I don't know if I said this on air or off air, but if you were defending Derek Chauvin, really one of the only things you could do is to say he thought he was working within the policy and um, George Floyd was really a, a horrible, horrible human being. Like, that's, how, that's what you would have to say. And the thing is, anytime they attacked George Floyd, to me, it made them look horrible. As, you know, 
a defense attorney didn't have much else to do other than plead guilty. And I've heard many times that Derek Chauvin was offered some type of plea deal. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, if so, he should have taken it. But um, there's just, it's an impossible case to defend because what he did was so despicable. And George Floyd was not a horrible person. He was a good man. And as we all know, good people have drug addictions and his drug addiction uh, was not at the root of why he was killed. It just wasn't. And um, I think the prosecution did a great job, even though even though the defense had a hard job, I thought they even did bad with the hard job they had. Um, but again, horrible, horrible case to defend. In spite of all that I know, I'm still hopeful. I still have hope that this man will be held accountable. And yet, I'm, I want to close today by repeating something that I said. If you're not yet a member at thenorthstar.com, please, please join. Uh, I'm, I'm writing a weekly series every Sunday morning called Abolition. You can go now and read my piece from yesterday, which was week number seven of the series. I'm going to be doing it all year. We need to make sure that we use the word accountability with Derek Chauvin. This won't be justice for George Floyd. If you know what the scales of justice are, when you effectively lynch a man in broad daylight and, and, and kill this man in the middle of the street, holding the person accountable who did it, that is part of the process of justice. It's not justice. It is accountability. But justice is him being uh, convicted, all of the officers being convicted, the policies changing in the city, the family being compensated, and then Minnesota doing something, Minneapolis doing something that they have not yet done, making sure this never happens again. And then the scales are more balanced. But even then, it's not justice. Justice, of course, would be George Floyd being alive. Would be me and you probably not even knowing his name. Instead, we have something that's far less than that. So yes, we're calling for justice. Yes, that's okay. But convicting Derek Chauvin is just a fraction of what justice means for this family. And just as I've seen the, the mother of Dante Wright say, she'd said, I don't even know what, I don't even know if justice is fully possible here. A baby lost their dad. She lost her son. A brother lost his brother. You know what I'm saying? And the same is true of George Floyd. And so we're fighting for accountability here. And all we can do at this point is hope that we get it and hope that that jury has fair-minded good people on it. I'll be watching. I'm going to actually be watching the closing arguments right now, and uh, we'll talk about them tomorrow, all right? Love and appreciate each and every one of you. And again, if you're not yet a member at thenorthstar.com, please, please join. The North Star underwrites every episode of this podcast. Uh, our entire staff who edit it, produce it, promote it, all are funded by the generous members just like you. Go to the northstar.com and support us today. Take care, everybody.
Hi, this is Donnie Rose, Chief Content Editor here at The North Star, encouraging you to check out thenorthstar.com every day for insightful, engaging commentary on the stories that impact our culture. The writers at The North Star make it our mission to advocate, mobilize, agitate, and disrupt in the name of creating liberation-centered content. We unapologetically center the narratives of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We understand that you can get news from anywhere, so we are more interested in offering perspective that speaks to the experiences of our audience. We write freely and with freedom on our minds. We invite you to indulge in our daily editorials and engage in the dialogue that will change the world. Ooh, it's the pathway to freedom.